Hey, have you heard about our all-new free PDF that you can download? It's called Five Ways Unresolved Trauma May Be Derailing Your Relationship. And if you're a couple that has done the date nights and attended the relationship retreats and learned the communication skills, read the latest books on marriage, but you still find yourself stuck in a loop of pain and frustration, then this PDF is for you. If one moment everything is fine and the next moment everything feels crazy and that is familiar, I encourage you to go to restoringthesoul.com, scroll down, fill in your email, and get the free copy of our all-new PDF, Five Ways Unresolved Trauma May Be Derailing Your Relationship. You're going to find it very helpful. Most people feel like they read this and they wonder if we've been reading their mail. They say, this is us. It's going to be of help. Check it out now at restoringthesoul.com. You know, I've been with doctors that, you know, feel quite, mm, I'll use the holier than thou. You know, I know so much more than you. Let me impart my wisdom to you. And really, rather than being able to, um, having that posture, that attitude, it's really, I want to partner with you and I want to figure this out alongside you. And I'm going to be with you and we're going to do this together. This isn't going to be a us or them kind of a situation. Hello and welcome to Restoring the Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping you close the gap between what you believe and what you actually experience. I'm your producer, Brian Beatty. Thank you for listening. The heartbeat of the ministry of Restoring the Soul is intensive counseling, which allows you to experience a deep change in half-day blocks over the course of one or two weeks, rather than an hour here or an hour there with your counselor. The intensive program is focused and challenges both client and counselor to be all in with the hopes of seeing breakthrough in a shorter amount of time. Every once in a while, we love introducing you to one of our team members. Today, we welcome back Vance Crow to the podcast to see how his experience has been after joining the Restoring the Soul team 18 months ago. Vance is well-versed in emotionally focused therapy and has received extensive training in treating addiction, working with couples going through infidelity, and helping couples that have experienced betrayal. He is also passionate about seeing couples and individuals thrive rather than just survive in their marriage. Vance enjoys canoeing, hiking, and mountain biking, and he and his wife are the proud parents of six children. So now without any further delay, Here's your host, Michael John Cusick. Vince, welcome back to the podcast, and I'm so glad that we're talking again. You've been at Restoring the Soul a year and a half. You made a big move from Arkansas to Colorado. What's it been like for you and your family to be here in Colorado? It's been a lot of fun. We've, we've gotten outside and enjoyed all that Colorado has to offer. It's been really exciting moving from the week-to-week hour sessions to the intensives. I've It's been on my heart for a long time to be able to get into the intensives, really since my undergrad. What's it been like to do the intensive counseling where you went from an hour a week 
where you met with many clients week after week after right. week. And I did that. And that can be very powerful. And sometimes you meet with clients for three sessions and sometimes long term. But now the intensives are three hours a day for one or two weeks. And that's a big transition as well. It is. And, you know, I think the ability for me to be able to be um, so much more focused on that particular client for that two-week period really allows my brain to be able to be more focused than I've ever felt like I've been able to be. I've been able to be more on par and really be able to make lots of movement that, um, yeah, it's just been lots of fun for me and, and, and I feel like it's been really able to help clients move from where they feel really stuck to where they've got clarity and, and movement forward. I love that idea and the word of focus that you brought up. Uh, people often don't realize this until after the fact, but some people have said to me, I didn't realize before I came to do an intensive that I would be the sole object of focus with right. this counselor for two weeks. Right. And uh, very few of us have been the sole object of focus with anyone at any time <laughs> in our life. And if we have been, you know, it's been it's negative. Maybe not been so great. But, so. You and I and our other therapists, like you spend all week for two weeks thinking about that person, right? who they are made in the image of God, who they are in light of the brokenness and the pain in their lives and the places where we're stuck, but especially this idea of what does it mean for them to be able to move forward. Tell me about just what that's like for you to go from giving a focus one hour at a time to three hours and then every day. Right. Making so many transitions with the hour to hour, week to week, you know, keeping so many different stories straight. Not that I don't or didn't care about each individual story, but there's so much more. Right. Like you're, like we're talking about, you know, my, my sole focus is on this particular client or this particular couple. And they get all of my attention for that time. And, and I think one thing that's been really um, amazing to me is to be able to just notice on that, that second Friday, just how much really I kind of grieve. You know, I feel like I've gotten to know someone so well, so holistically, right? Like you're saying, from made in the image of God, who they, who they are and the beauty of who they are. And really to be able to see where they've come, you know, it's just been really powerful, really exciting for me to be quite honest. What I'm hearing you say is that you really connect with people Absolutely. and care from an authentic deep place mm -hmm. and that uh, after the time together, there's a relationship that's formed as such that though it's professional, you grieve when, right. when people yeah. leave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that that's something I necessarily expected to be able to find in, in uh, such a short amount of time, but it really has. I mean, it's been really beautiful. You know, sometimes... Uh, there are new therapist blogs and with COVID, there's been a proliferation of therapists that are doing more podcasts. It seems like everybody has a podcast. I've listened to some podcasts from therapists for therapists. Mm. And so there's kind of more of an insider's uh, view sometimes about what happens in the therapist chair. And I don't think that clients realize how much joy it can bring us because yeah. this is what we've trained to do. In the case of you and I, we're kind of wired as helpers and caregivers, but how it brings us joy and fulfillment and how there's a genuine sadness when people leave. And I love yeah. the fact that that's our orientation here. Well, I think too, so much of the, um, there often is just such a sacred space that we end up 
getting into that there's times that I think, wow, you know, just feel like this is holy ground, you know, in, in the midst of the session. And so when you experience something like that with a couple or individual, yeah, it's a really special moment that you don't forget lightly. Say more about the sacred space, because for people that haven't done a lot of counseling, they might think, well, wait a minute, when I go to my doctor and I'm in the examining room getting my blood pressure taken, that doesn't feel like sacred. sacred, Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And just to be able to to share the room, uh, to share that experience with someone when they're seen maybe for the first time in in a particular part of their own heart, their own soul. And to be able to share that that experience of, wow, this is maybe they didn't know about that part of themselves, and now they're able to integrate that into their life in a more holistic way, you know, and be able to take that forward and have a brand new experience of themselves, brand new experience of God, brand new experience of their spouse, those kinds of things. They just feel very, very sacred to me. You know, the room is just different, and it and it just really is a beautiful moment, and. Very different than getting your blood pressure checked. Yeah, it's almost the idea of that a curtain's pulled back. Right. And you're entering into a way of relating and a way of being that's just very different from the outside. You know, it's not cocktail party talk. And it's not solving a problem. It's more about being with. That's the phrase that I was going to use. Yeah, just the presence of being able to be with someone in those moments and just the power of those, those moments is just incredible. This phrase, holding space, that used to be kind of a therapeutic word, that has made its way into our culture. And I hear it everywhere now. You know, I was holding space for my dog while they were learning (laughs) to uh, fetch the ball and that kind of thing. But there is something about holding space, which is that it's a very sacred way of being with clients. What does it mean for you to hold space in the counseling room with a couple or with an individual that you're working with? Yeah, I think I would just expand on some of what you're talking about there. The not in a hurry, uh, but not lazy or slow either. There's just that sense of like, wow, when something is profound, it's like, well, I, I don't want to hurry past this. I want to really let this be a part of the room, be a part of our experience together, you know, and pay attention. I think of Kurt Thompson's, uh, pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Mm. You know, like, whoa, we miss those moments all the time. You know, or even at a cocktail party, somebody makes a pass for vulnerability and yet we just kind of glance over it as if it's, oh, that's too much or, whoa, that's, like, well, we can't do that. But it's just this ability to be able to be with people in those ways that ordinarily they don't get cared for. Mm. Um yeah, in the day-to-day life or through their story, through their history. We were talking about this very subject in staff meeting yesterday as mm-hmm. a team, as we meet every week to review cases and just grow professionally. But this idea of being patient and how the work we do in intensive counseling allows us to be patient because the clock's not ticking at 45 or 50 minutes, it's going to stop. Right. And that we're taking people somewhere, but we're not in a rush to right. get there. Which I find often I get there faster than if I'm in too big of a hurry anyway. You know, Interesting. I, you know, hurry too much or, or get into um, whenever I find myself more anxious about getting to whatever the destination is, I find that I miss more or make more mistakes. I'm, mm. I'm more prone to do that. Whereas 
yeah, the the ability to, again, just sit with whatever it is that that client's just brought up and, whoa, we should spend some, some time with this right here. Yeah, ours is a field where if we try too hard, we won't be as effective right. as if right. we just bring ourselves and show up. Absolutely, absolutely. Vance, when you sit with a client, and again, you work with a fair amount of couples. Most of your work is probably with couples. Oh, quite a bit. And some individuals. But when you sit with people, what is it that lights your fire? What is it that makes you come alive in this work? Yeah, I think, you know, the ability to see people making sense of their own story in a way that they hadn't before. You know, the integration of noticing how their own nervous system helps them operate and how it's trying to keep them safe and sometimes how it's perhaps in the way, how the relational dynamics are at play and putting those together so that they're able to move forward rather than it feeling as if perhaps there's a war going on inside them and they're not able to move forward and they're not, they're they're just feeling so stuck and unable to figure out how do I be in the world with all of that that's gone on for me. You know, so to see them make the progress, to see them come alive, I think is one of the things that really I just find is very satisfying for me. You know, seeing them make the progress that they're they're longing for, that their heart's desiring. And we talk a lot around here about old story, new story, that when people come Mm -hmm. in and when people first start to sit with you, their old story may be very disconnected or there are parts of it that are dominating or keeping them really, really stuck, but not knowing how to bring those pieces together and certainly not knowing how to create a new story. Correct. Uh, But there, there really is this arc of change that happens within a session where people can get a taste of that Mm -hmm. new story. And I think something that I really love about you know, the intensives too, is it allows for more experiential repetition. We get to do it in real time. It takes it out of the theoretical and puts it into the the here and now moment, you know, that we can actively work with how are we going to embody this new story. So I think what you mean by that is that people aren't just coming in talking about something that happened last week or a year ago or when I was a kid, but in the session, as you provide safety and what we call attunement of really tuning into the person and attending to what's happening with them emotionally, very often that stuff comes up right in the moment of I'm feeling here what I felt last week. Correct. And as you address that and create a safe place that that new experience is actually part of already in the session. Correct. Beginning to write the new story. Absolutely. Like, oh, I could do this different. Right. When we get to bring it into the here and now, we're able to say, wow, you just did different. What you told me five minutes ago, you're not able to do. You know, so rather than, well, maybe I'll give it a go this next week and try, like we can point out when wow, you just did the vulnerability that you said, there's no way I can talk about that with her or with him and do it actively different in the moment, right? Like we're talking about. And that really allows your brain to integrate that into their new story, right? You know, it's it's an active process in session of doing it differently rather than hoping I can do it differently in the future. Yes, yes. and in, in the case of... I don't I didn't think I could share with him or her if we're talking about a couple that will oftentimes create profound connection Absolutely. or closeness 
that hasn't happened in a long time or ever. And therefore, that's a breakthrough. Like, oh, we, we've reached for one another and missed each other, but it just happened. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes in the places, the very places where they thought it'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that's really, that definitely makes me come alive too. Well, as we're talking about this, I can see you. Uh, there's kind of a light in your eye and you're energized. Um, I want to bring something up. Uh, I am 58 years old. I've been mm-hmm. an LPC for almost 30 years. I started uh, my first intensive, a two-week intensive in 1998. So I was in my mid-30s when I did right. that. And I remember there would be there would be people coming in that were 20, 25 years older than me. And um, it, it was not uncommon for me to work with people that were significantly older, that had more life experience, and even whose problems I didn't necessarily identify with. And you're 35 years old, right? right. And you've been, you've been a licensed therapist for almost Since 10 years. Yeah, so almost 10 years. You've got a ton of clinical work from an experience from before that. But how right. have you navigated that? Um, in what ways has that been an issue for you when you've worked with people that are older? I actually find that it that is has not been an issue for me. Um, it actually kind of is exciting to me. Um, I, I think immediately of a of a couple that um, I did have in private practice, but they had been married, Michael, longer than I had been alive. You know, really, we just brought that into the room and we talked about it, and it was it wasn't. Um, something that I was fearful of and really helped them to make sense of as well. And honestly, they um, are just one of those really, really special clients that I, I believe that I'll always remember. And so really we ended up having a very profound connection in my opinion. I think they would agree if they were here talking with us as well. You know, I get to be really curious with them. I get to focus on what I know clinically rather than what I have or have not lived as well. And even apart from the clinical, just because I know you, there's an aspect of when you bring yourself, and we talked about this earlier in the conversation, that regardless of your age, there's a power of presence. Mm -hmm. And that presence can be transformational when you, as a a man, I won't even say young man, but as a 35-year-old, and you have almost a teenager and Mm -hmm. and five other kids, and you've been married for 14 years. And so you have a lot of life experience, but it's how you do life and it's how you approach life that as you bring that into the counseling room, that that's what is also transformational. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a feedback that I get often of just the way that I'm willing and able to bring myself into the session. You know, I've been with doctors that, you know, feel quite, mm, I'll use the holier than thou. You know, I know so much more than you. Let me impart my wisdom to you. And really, rather than being able to, um, having that posture, that attitude, it's really, I want to partner with you and I want to figure this out alongside you. And I'm going to be with you and we're going to do this together. This isn't going to be a us or them kind of a situation. I love that. Well, Vance, thank you for taking time today to share your heart, to talk about what it's been like here at Restoring the Soul. And I personally want to say that I'm thrilled that you're here. And I just want to, as anybody listening to this podcast, Vance Crow is somebody who I've known for probably three years mm-hmm. since when I, I first met you. And 
uh, that you are someone who, with your clinical expertise, with your heart for God and your heart for people, that mm-hmm. you're somebody that I would refer to counsel one of my uh, dearest loved ones, one of my family members. And I kind of hold that as a standard where I wouldn't hire anybody where that's not the case. Sure. And uh, anybody who's listening, that this is a man who has much to offer couples and individuals. um, And I'm just grateful for our talk today. It's great to check in with you. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Thanks, Michael. So thank you for listening to another episode of Restoring the Soul. We want you to know that Restoring the Soul is so much more than a podcast. What we're all about is helping couples and individuals get unstuck. You know how some people go to counseling or marriage therapy for months or even years and never really get anywhere? Our intensive programs help clients get unstuck in as little as two weeks. To learn more, visit RestoringTheSoul.com. That's RestoringTheSoul.com.